Hello and welcome to another episode of Thoughts from Player One. We're going to continue this this week with our Life is Strange run and talk. As always, I am Alex. I'm Duncan. And this episode was episode three, Chaos Theory, released May 19th, 2015. And as with the previous episodes, we're just going to jump right into the discussion. So Duncan, do you want to start us off with that story summary right now? Episode 3 opens with Max waking up at her desk after a long night of desperately trying to make sense of what's been going on. She receives a text from Chloe asking her to meet her at the front of the school. Max makes her way to Chloe, where the two of them witness Victoria trying to flirt with and blackmail Mark Jefferson so she can win the Everyday Heroes contest. After they leave, Max and Chloe decide to break into the principal's office to search for clues about what's been happening at Blackwell. In his office, they find interesting information, including a cover-up on Nathan's grades, a disturbing picture with Rachel in the darkroom written all over it, and some cryptic details about Nathan and David Madsen's relationship. As they're leaving, they find a few thousand dollars cash in the principal's office for a handicap fund. Chloe wants to steal it and pay back Frank. At this point, you can decide whether to take it or leave it. Before Max and Chloe leave, they decide to have some fun at the school pool. The two rekindle their friendship with a night swim, some playful banter, and a deeper conversation about their lives. As they are getting ready to leave, they are forced to evade David Madsen and a group of security guards who are investigating the noise. The duo carefully escapes and heads back to Chloe's place for the night. While getting dressed the next morning, Max remarks that her clothes still smell like chlorine from last night, and Chloe offers her some of Rachel's old outfits. As Max looks through the clothes, Chloe teases her and eventually dares Max to kiss her. At this point, you can decide whether to kiss her or not. Downstairs, Joyce gives Max a picture of her late husband William, Chloe, and Max all making breakfast. The picture holds a great deal of sentimental value since it was the last picture of William before he was killed in an accident. After a delicious breakfast prepared by Joyce, Max takes a second look into David's garage. She finds interesting information on his laptop that implies Rachel and Frank were closer than she thought. Afterwards, David returns home griping about having to fill out all of the vandalism reports from last night. Naturally, a fight breaks out between Chloe and her stepdad, revolving around him spying on the students of Blackwell. Max has an option to side with either of the two. After hearing about Frank and Rachel, Chloe wants proof. They head to Frank's RV, break in, and find even more details about the romantic relationship. Once this is revealed, Chloe becomes livid and inconsolable. On their way back home, Chloe laments that the fact that her life has fallen apart and that everyone she loves leaves her. Chloe admits that she blames all of this on her late father for dying and leaving her alone. She refuses to listen to Max and drops her off at Blackwell. Later, while looking at a photograph Joyce gave her, Max begins to hear voices coming from it. Focusing on it more carefully, Max is able to travel back in time to the day William, Chloe's dad, died in a car accident. Max manages to hide William's keys and persuades him to take the bus, avoiding his death. She triumphantly travels back to the present day. However, Max quickly finds that she has altered history dramatically. She is now close friends with Victoria Chase and a member of the Vortex Club. Warren is now in a relationship and no longer pursuing her. She decides to board a bus driven by David Madsen and rushes to visit Chloe. William, now alive and healthy, warmly greets her at the door and says that Chloe will be so excited to see her. When she approaches, however, Max is horrified to discover that Chloe has become a quadriplegic and is confined to an electric wheelchair. Alright, what we're going to do here is uh, touch up on the decisions that we made throughout the game and just kind of discuss what we personally did and uh, take a look, take a look, take a peek into why we made those decisions. The first decision that you get to make is uh, Chloe wants to steal that money from the handicap fund from the principal's office and uh, to pay back Frank. So Alex, what did you do? I did not steal money from a bunch of handicapped kids because I'm not a <laughs> go shit you. bag. Go you, man. Go you. <laughs> did, did you steal the money, Duncan? I stole the money. I stole you it right fucking, out of those. You those... shit bag garbage human. Why did you steal <laughs> money from those poor kids who have nothing else? <laughs> they don't have 
have nothing else. They just excuse me. Well, they yeah. Just, Ooh, they, actually, that was a bad thing to say. I take it back. Yeah. I take it all back. No, you Fuck, can't that was take the it worst. Back, oh, Alex. I take it all back. Oh, I didn't think it was the worst. <laughs> now who looks like the asshole? Oh, it's fucking me. It's me so much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I took it because you know Frank kind of scared me, and I thought he was pretty dangerous. So I. Being me, I would have taken it. I mean, it makes me feel terrible, <laughs> but I would have taken it. That's Maybe, legit. Yeah, I mean, eighteen uh, year old me would have taken me. Maybe like you know, like twenty three year old me would have been a little bit more reserved about it. But you know, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money. It's like it's a couple of G's. So that's G is a thousand. <laughs> I know it's, it's not a couple of G's. No, dude, it's it half totally. A G. It was totally. It was like multiple thousands of dollars. I'm pretty sure. What? I'm confident it's five hundred dollars. We will fact check this after the fact because this is gonna make for bad radio. But I'm confident <laughs> it was thousands of dollars. I doubt it. Wow, sir, that's a lot for the handicapped fund, dude. There's five thousand dollars here. I could pay Frank back tonight. Um, the only uh, the only argument I heard for it, I actually read this on the subreddit earlier today. So shout outs to whoever posted this. Um. There were some people that were like, yeah, I get it. It was a handicap fund, but, like, what was that much, like, cash and unmarked bills doing in the principal's desk? Handicapped fund my fucking ass. And I was like, that's (laughs) actually a solid point. That's not how that happens. Yeah. (laughs) That is is really not. You're you're right. Props to the person (laughs) who pointed that out. That's that's well thought out. Yeah, Yeah, motherfuckers are a shitload more clever than me. It just seemed a little, a little off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I do, but also that's not the reason you took the money. Don't try and retcon that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, your moral choice wasn't because you're a moral person. Well, <laughs> fuck off. Think. It wasn't that. No, <laughs> no, 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 fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the second choice. Um, this was a fun one. You, uh, As Max, you're changing clothes, and Chloe randomly comes up and dares you to kiss her. What did you do, Duncan? I want to clarify that you have not changed clothes yet. You're looking at the clothes. Yeah, you're deciding what to wear. Yeah, she's not like in her underwear, and then Chloe's like, we should kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to make that that's clear. a good clarification. Yeah, Um, I kissed her. Oh, hell yeah, you did. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young, spry teen. I can I can do what I want and need to do and, you know, all that good jazz. I don't know. I, I did it because, hey, why not, you know? Yeah. It just seemed fair. like it didn't – it seemed very harmless. It didn't – I at this point, my version of Max has no interest in Warren. So, <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, I do like if you say no, she's like, oh, I'll make sure to tell Warren that you're saving yourself for him. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah, so so that was a, that was legit. a fun fun pick. I didn't you know didn't really put me on any moral decision or like you know big decision, but I enjoyed it as a choice. What That's legit. You? I did the same thing. Uh, I I remember just like this one popping up and me being like, mm, kind of what the fuck game? This is really not like any of the other decisions that have happened so far in the game. Yeah. So it was it it caught me off guard, but I don't know. I mean, I I played through both of them, and I was like, no, fuck it. I guess do it. Did, that seems like the more fun one. Yeah. Did she um? Does it like you know how it kind of like freeze frames and like lets you like stare at a scene while like you make the decision? Yeah. Was the scene of her like with their lips puckered like <laughs> coming at you? I don't remember. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. It it was. <laughs> I don't know I'm pretty it. confident that's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I've been thinking about that. Gives me the giggles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> like, just imagine a freeze frame. You know, like someone goes to kiss you, and you get a freeze frame, and you just, you know, you get to decide. You get that time to decide. <laughs> freeze frame, record scratch. Yeah, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I ended up in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much exactly oh, that. Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, and so, then the final choice of the episode. Yeah. When when Chloe's stepdad and Chloe are having you know their argument, which side did you take? This decision was actually a lot more interesting than I thought it would be because there's like virtually nobody who would side with David at this point in the game because like mm-hmm. 
dude kind of sucks a lot. But yeah. also, I mean, if you're anything like me, you played out every decision both like both ways just to see yes. how it would happen, and then you made your real decision. And the decision where like you side with David is a significantly happier ending. Yeah. Like Chloe's mad at you, but like David's sort of calm and Joyce seems happy and everything's just like fine. And when you side with Chloe, it's just like horrible family strife and you destroy a family unit. Like just fucking drop the mic and leave. That family's done. Yeah. So I actually did spend a lot of time being like, is it worth it to have Chloe be mad at me just so like I don't wreck this family? But at the end, I did side with Chloe because like she's my Chloe, you know, got to gotta yeah. have her back. Also, mm-hmm. I think David was being a total out-of-line asshole when he just like, oh, women always gang up on me. I should have known this. You two women, <laughs> blah, blah. I was like, all right, fuck <laughs> you, dude. Fuck you a thousand times over. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know what I did? I What'd sided with David because I was terrified of the, of the like, family-breaking ending. Mm. So I just couldn't. I couldn't take it, man. That's legit, man. It's, like, yeah. it's a rough it's, fucking ending. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just... There was something about the whole, like, you know, possibility of, like, really ruining David's life that, like, and I kind of just had the, I have this sense, like, I know he's an asshole, but I know he cares, kind of. Do you get mm-hmm. that sense? At no, this yeah. There's, there's definitely a little bit of, like, okay, I can see that, like, he's, he he's thinks trying. what he's doing is right, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I kind of, I I feel that a little bit. In that sense of being, I know, um, not really what it can be like to be in that position, but I can understand. So, and you know, fucking teenagers, man, (laughs) (laughs) not women, but just teenagers, man. uh, Teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Yeah, fucking always breaking into public or school pools and shit, causing trouble. Fuck, did you ever break into a school pool? No. Did Did you? you have a school pool? I did, but I never broke into it. I didn't even have one. I've never broken into a pool. But after this episode, I was like, fuck, I really want to break into a pool sometime. This seems like yeah. a dope I, I've time. always kind of wanted to have like a private swim sesh. Mm-hmm. Like after hours when you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. but that's <laughs> getting getting a little bit away from the point. That's that's fair. I, I do think that that was, a, that was a, a harder choice than I had maybe given it credit for on, yeah. on first it's, glance. It's one so. where you initially are like, oh, duh. But then you see the the result and you get the regrets yeah which is and a this... cool it's a cool um it's a cool kind of arc or whatever you want to call it really yeah it's a cool little like fucking hook that this game has that a lot of other choice based games don't but mm-hmm. this was i think the penultimate version of getting two decisions and wanting so badly a third one that just says sit down shut the fuck up and eat your food because like (laughs) that's what you should have done if you were like any rational human you would have been like nope not getting involved in this it's got nothing to do with me (laughs) well (sighs) it's about time i go to school (sighs) hitting the old dusty trail yeah definitely yeah no fuck that i didn't i didn't want any any part of that there's definitely a couple decisions in this game where I wish I could have a third option where it just is like a, a very diffusing uh, kind of choice. But you know, Max always has to get in the way one way or the other. Which is weird given her nature is like a super shy, socially anxious teen. Yeah. But I think her like, well, the whole like time bending is is given her that opportunity to be less shy and stuff like that. And I think she's probably... She probably kind of has gone on this like power complex or like power trip of being like, I can fucking change the world however I want to. And I think that probably makes her feel like she can intervene more. That's fair. She is also wearing a different set of clothes, so that oh, yeah. gives her a lot of confidence too. We all oh, fuck. Know, we all know how much the uh the oh fuck. What's that shirt called? With the stripes, the the, the, the checkers. Final? Yeah, we all know the power of the flannel. <laughs> hey, man, flannel, mm, don't eat. It's good. It's, it's good. good. Also, just realized that's not the only three choices in the game. Um, the fourth one is which direction you throw the dog bone. Oh. Do you remember that choice dude. that, like, 99.9% yeah. of people didn't get a dog hit by a car? Who, because, who like, why do? did they fucking put that option in the yeah, game? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Maybe if you just, like, really hate Frank. <laughs> and you just, I, like... I'm just a cat person. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Like, no, fuck <laughs> that. Like, that was a dumb choice. Like, yeah. I, I love this game dearly, and it's one of my favorites, but that was a fucking dumb choice. Yeah, I don't know who would do that. Ugh, there's one asshole out there that's like, mm, fucking, they keep attacking me on all my choices. Like, if you're that asshole, fuck you. Don't listen to our podcast anymore. Like, don't get dogs hit by cars, man. I'll hit you with the car. Hit me you're talking to me or that dude? That dude. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Duncan's on it. He's fucking well-versed in vehicular manslaughter? I don't know. Duncan, That would be Duncan, it. That would be, it. That would be it. You hit the you hit the nail on the head there, buddy. <laughs> Did a real good. Duncan, let's move on to the, uh, the section where we do the questions and whatnot. Sound good? Wow. <laughs> that was a beautiful transition, Alex. Oh, fuck off. It's... Duncan, do you want to go to the question <laughs> section? Yes or no? Yeah, well, press one for yes. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop the goofs. I'll stop the teases. A freeze frame on me, kind of like shrugging, and it just says like yes or no in blinking letters. Yeah. Yeah, and you got your lips puckered, and you're looking. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Duncan. Give uh-huh. me your general thoughts on episode three i want you to like i want you to take it over i want you to grandstand i want you to tell me how you felt about episode three as a whole all things considered it's good <laughs> no no it's it's a it's a decent it's a decent decent entry in the in the life is strange episode series i think it plays an important part as a bridge between two and four we can't talk about four obviously but yeah um there. I feel like one and two created a kind of like a mountain of plot. And now this is like, you know, the, um, the end of the climax, uh, and, and kind of resolving a lot of the, the family issues with Chloe and the, um, uh, some of Kate's suicide, uh, issues and, um, you know, just, and, you know, some things, with uh, the mystery with Rachel. So these are like some of the ending um, moments of, of the life is strange series for this kind of arc of story, uh, which I think all the climaxes kind of happening on episode two, where all the mystery is there and you're getting like these small pieces. And now episode three is just this lazy, you know, kind of down part of it. And mm-hmm. then you come back up, you'll come back up in episode four to find out even more mystery, which is exciting. But I think if I started this game and I played it episodic and I didn't, you know, like if I was playing it by release, like it was May 19th and this came out, I would be pissed. I don't, <laughs> I think that I'd be like, wow, this is not what I wanted. You know, I want a little bit more. I mean, the ending is like, whew, that was Ooh. that was amazing. A great hook. I mean, amazing hook. Uh that that it brought you right back to the um to feeling like, oh, there's so much more mystery for me to unveil. There's so much more plot for me to go through. But there was something about the the gentle lull down of the plot and some of the moments, especially during the pool, that were good, but not that great. Well, not really the pool. So more much more the like principal office and like it just moved a little bit slow, you know. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's that's I, my thoughts. I hear go, you. That, go ahead, enter that, um, <laughs> enter your response, Alex. God fucking damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't stilted like that. It was just awkwardly phrased. Fuck off. Anyway, uh, I find myself being typically. I find myself being something of an episode three apologist. I guess is the way to say it because I. I mean, I've talked to now a couple of people who who completed the game relatively recently or completed this episode relatively recently and have said pretty much unanimously the same thing that was like, mm, that episode was really fucking boring. Nothing happened. Which is like, it is sort of true. Like, nothing really happens. I it's mean, a necessary evil, you know? It needs yeah. to be there. Yes, I agree. Um, I do think there were some moments that were very weak. I thought, you know, the kind of scene in the two whales was weak. I thought the intro until you get into the principal's office is kind of weak. But I do think that this was the... It was a good episode for relationship building. It was a good episode for for setting up, and I I find that there are still moments in this episode, on all of which we will talk about in, in the coming you know thirty minutes here or whatever, 
uh, that really still resonated with me. But that being yeah. said, I definitely remember like that's in retrospect. When I played it, I was like, man, this episode is fucking slow and nothing is happening. And yeah. that's really hard coming off of the end of episode two, which is arguably the high point of the entire game. So it's like, mm, this is amazing. Now we're just going to do some like pretty lame teen hijinks for a while until, oh, God, I fucked everything up in the time. Um, yeah. And that's so there's like that big section in the middle that's kind of. I don't even think it's like weak in terms of writing or anything. It's just there's not yeah. much that goes on. Yeah. It, it makes you just want to like sit back and smoke some grass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that motherfucker uses literally every single goddamn word that could mean weed except for like pot. I don't think he ever <laughs> says pot. And I not I'm not sure if he says weed and he I don't think I'm not positive, but I don't think he says four twenty blaze at faggot. I'm not sure, but I don't think that <laughs> I, one came I, up I, either. I think I'll have to replay the episode. Yeah, that might be in like episode five. I think those are the last words of the game, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh like fucking David sucks and like his character's <laughs> fine. His character's like I understand what they're doing and I sympathize yeah. and I had yeah. like a whole roller coaster throughout the game of like he sucks. Wait, maybe he's doing what's right. Wait, maybe he's going overboard. Does that make him a bad person? But just like his writing's always like, oh, soldier, I'll tell you what to do. Yes, sir. Don't even like I'll fucking It really makes me wonder, like <sighs> I apologize if there is anybody out there who is like that, but is there anyone who's so like engraved in that culture that they can't get out of it? And that's just how they talk. Like, is there like a real David Madsen out there who has that like post-traumatic, like only can talk in that lingo? Is that real? Oh, like a hundred percent guaranteed. There has to be. And like, I mean, but how like often does it happen though? Like I imagine it's really infrequently and that's why it bugs me because this is just supposed to be like a normal dude who got out of the military and then is trying to find his calling. And it's just <laughs> like this crazy caricature of like, I just, I have to wonder if don't nod ever met a veteran ever. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like it. Because it just... Maybe this is just an issue with them trying to be like... Maybe they won't get it. Maybe they won't get it unless every word he says is military words. Or grass. Or fucking <laughs> reefer. Or yeah, like something. maybe the point won't come across as clear that he's a military man. You know? Yeah, which I think is maybe fair. Because, you know, you could play this game kind of offhandedly and maybe that just becomes part of his character but if you're you know on the third time watching through the game these things start to stick out a little bit more than they probably did the first time around so it's like okay there's not a ton of nuance to his character right now in terms of the way that he actually speaks you know and that was um that was a little bit of an issue for me going through this episode but you know what it's fine it's fine it's fine it's just fuck mm -hmm. everything that guy ever says <laughs> yeah yeah i i can't disagree with you there <laughs> so i think we should we should talk about something that uh you know it's been a common theme the, throughout this of okay of just like the relationship between chloe and max and how well it sells to you and to me it always kind of shifts between, well, I think between episode one and two, it's been about the same, but I'm wondering if you feel like it's grown or developed at all. Oh, fucking totally. I actually think even between episode one and two, it was pretty different because episode one, I was like, mm, this is interesting. I don't know if I buy their friendship, but Chloe's like this long lost hurt friend. So we'll see what happens in episode two. I was like, wow, Chloe's a really shitty friend. This sucks. Um, but this this is actually the main reason I like episode three, and I would consider myself a quote-unquote episode three apologist, because this was the episode that I felt like their friendship was believable, right? This was specifically, it was at the end of the pool scene where I was like, oh shit, I could see why they're friends now. They like... That scene did a really good job of being like, hey, these are two kids who grew up, and they were kind of lame, and they went their separate ways, but now they're like they have a lot in common and it just felt really real. Whereas mm -hmm. previously it felt like either Chloe was using Max or Max shouldn't have like, didn't have anything in common with Chloe or, or what have you. But that, 
that was kind of the moment. That moment and then the scene immediately after the pool scene when you kind of wake up in Chloe's bed because you had spent the night there and there's like some soft music playing and you're just like chilling there having an inner monologue about how you wish you could just like stay in bed forever and it was super nice and peaceful and that scene really got me and I felt like super attached to Chloe at the end of that scene. But like I don't I don't know if any of that's just me projecting or, or fucking no. whatever, but No, I don't think so. Did you feel the I think same that's a way? Pretty good about evaluation that, of that. No, I I I feel the same way with, with that and like it's again, nothing happened, but it was important because it needed to establish that better because episode one and two, all these things were happening. They're all, you know, these important scenes and like developing all these plot points but sometimes you need to just kind of like take it back and learn the relationship and uh watch it develop and bloom even if there's not something intense or you know going on or like super interesting um so yeah so, yeah. so then an- answer me this on a scale from like one to ten categorize how attached you felt to chloe at the end of episode two versus the end of episode three i'm putting you on the spot here but you know uh, do it. episode i'm gonna go one two three. Oh fuck he's expanding <laughs> the question i didn't see that one coming one six all right two four legit. three seven that's legit i that's hated legit. her in episode two i thought she was a total b but <laughs> <laughs> As in, like a real bee. buzz, buzz, <laughs> like, flying like around, a pollinating bee. flowers, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if I played the same game as you, but um, <laughs> eating a lot of honey nut Cheerios at the time, so you know the streams might have gotten crossed in your head. But <laughs> um, but but yeah, it it just like the eh, I enjoyed their friendship in the first and third episode. I know you had mentioned in the first one that it's like, and eh, it's not that believable, but. There was something yeah. about it of like, oh, this is like two weirdos and, you know, they're buddies. Kind yeah, of that's that's fair. I mean, I, I think that is a pretty good I, – I, my numbers would be slightly different just because I – Give me your I numbers. I, I would start probably at like a four and a half to five. Like I could believe them being acquaintances or like sort of close friends but never besties. And then episode two was like, all right, this is definitely like two and a half three and then by the end of episode three i was like all right this is like a solid eight these kids they're good for each other like i want these kids to be happy and (laughs) you know know, the way you use kids patronizingly sometimes without realizing it yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. kids that are only five years younger than you that's a fucking lot oh wait no i'm sorry i forgot we're not the same age no we're not though i whoops yeah i don't know i'm not gonna do math because if i do math i'll just seem like an idiot but I mean, just kind of in that same vein, Mm -hmm. do you think, I'm curious because this is something I was thinking about going through it and something I actually thought about going through um, watching it the second and third time. How how do you think this game does generally just selling the idea of friendship, right? Because the games, I mean, they'll deal infinitely with saving the galaxy or like Mm -hmm. stopping your family from dying or like saving your girlfriend boyfriend significant other what have you wife it, it doesn't like they deal yeah, with sure, those sure, sure, sure. Mm. but i feel like games just kind of don't deal with like fr- they don't deal with friendship as the like forefront of any scene or story right it's just like hey you have to believe these people are friends because they had some clever banter five minutes back yeah or they're like it. stuck in the same situation you know yeah I mean? or like, it's like this like co-op game where one's big one's small you know like <laughs> yeah <laughs> wah, wah. so <laughs> no i I get what you're saying there um i never thought about it that way um i i think it is something that takes friendship on the forefront and gives it a more mature like look into into friendship because i feel like there is like a lot of media it's not necessarily games it can be like you know even shows or movies and stuff like that that look at friendship and you know, sometimes it it feels a little like out it feels a little watered down and then you get in something like this that is a longer study because what's cool about games is you know movies and shows stuff like that have all these progressions but there's something about establishing a friendship yourself with this you know fake person 
and mm-hmm. uh, you know, being able to understand those limits and everything like that, or you know, the the different parts of um, how that reflects. I don't know. So, I, so I think I have deeper, more well thought out thoughts about it that I can't really. I wanna I wanna actually jump off something you said there because I think it it can maybe hit on something that I didn't really think about. You said establishing like a friendship with this per like you actually establishing a friendship with this person. Do you think like mm-hmm. do you think you are more able to absorb or do you think it's easier to establish this friendship because you have to talk like actually choose what you say to Chloe and you can kind of or Chloe and everybody else and you can kind of go the different directions with what you want to say do you think that makes it easier for the game to establish a friendship or do you think that makes it harder for the game to establish a friendship between the two characters probably easier because it it lets you put yourself in their shoes and then because if you feel that friendship it's gonna feel more you're gonna get the feeling of friendship more than if you watch two other people be friends that's true but the game gives up the ability to like forcibly create these heartwarming moments right like it it no longer like you can well, tell not all my friends, TV shows. Yeah, not all friends always, like, get along in those ways either. You know oh, totally. Mean? But, like, the points of contention and the points of agreement are not necessarily as, like, they're not as structured. So I feel like the game could have a harder time creating those because of that. Like, like I don't actually believe mm. that. I'm just trying to, like, go well, down this road and see what happens with it. Yeah, well, I think... I think no matter what choices you end up picking, though, they're always going to seem friends. And I think that kind of speaks to, like, the... I don't know if I can say this. Never mind. I can't say this. <laughs> it's a theme that is, like... Eh, yeah, whatever. It, I think it, it yeah. speaks to overall themes discussed later. That's it a better thing. It is thematically consistent to keep the two as friends. I get that. I just think it's curious to the game, like you get a higher level of interaction, which you would imagine builds the friendship more, but you don't get the structured kind of, like, storytelling, which is how a lot of, like, media uses the sure. like, uses that to build friendships, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. Kind of going off of that, uh, speaking of, like, you know, climactic moments where it, it, it built a friendship, there was one moment toward the end of this game, um, which I really want to talk about, or in this episode, which I really want to talk about, um, which is the scene when you are driving back after um, you break into Frank's RV and, and Chloe finds out that Rachel was fucking Frank and it's all terrible and she's really unhappy. Um, and there's like that whole scene in the truck that's really like there is not a moment in that scene where it like stops and goes like whoa, 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 which one of these options do you want to choose yeah, because this yeah. is a major decision point. It, it but, roller coasters for sure. Down, yeah. Down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pretty much strictly down. Um, no no it's like it's like the drop you know one of those (laughs) sorry yeah you're right you're right um it's i got this feeling when i was going through it that like i was more concerned about which option i chose when talking to chloe in this moment than i was at any of the decision moments in the actual game like this episode not the full game but this episode I think this is where, remember when we talked in the first episode where it's like, oh, I wish I didn't like everything that I is important to the game decision wise was told to me. Yeah. I think this is one of those scenes that would highly benefit from like a not telling you what matters and what doesn't matter. It would be so cool because that way you would really not know some of these things of that you're telling her and, you know, helping her work out in her head. And what kind of, you know, decisions she's going to make. Yeah. It felt reminiscent of the scene with Kate on the roof where I felt like I was trying to talk someone off the proverbial ledge this time. Yes. Um, and I think that was really powerful. I mean, like, I I think that was by far the most powerful scene in this whole episode. Like, mm-hmm. I that definitely... Really? I wrote this... Thought, I, wrote, I thought the ending was more, a little bit more... I thought the ending was more like, oh, shit. But, like, I wrote this down literally um, when I was, like, watching people and taking notes. I literally wrote down, this is the third time watching this scene, and it still almost made me cry. Um, Mm. Because that shit was so heavy. And, like, I can definitely relate to some of what Chloe was saying. Like, obviously, I don't think my life went to shit the same way. But, like, I can relate to the idea of, like, oh, you, you know, lost a parent, and you don't know who to blame, and you need to, like, get rid of some of his anger. And you, like, you look at that as the major point in your life when everything spiraled out of control. And it was like, I I thought it was 
very well done. Like for all the moments where this game is really heavy handed or cheesy for all the moments where the game doesn't necessarily hit what it's going for. I think the writing in this scene was incredibly powerful when she was just like, and the voice I don't know. Acting. And the voice acting. Voice yeah, acting in all the major scenes are good, but she's just like, yeah. fuck it. I don't know. I blame my dad because he died and that fucked everything up. And I sort of blame my mom for like calling him and letting him die. And this is like nothing, like everyone left and I don't know what to do. And like, it was so powerful. I thought mm-hmm. that I, I don't know. This, this was, this was the scene. This was this episode for me. Like the scene that was the point of this episode whereas like i think the ending was a really cool hook and i was really interested to see what they did and i think the pool scene really like made a lot of the important moments like click this was the scene that i remembered clearest when i finished the game okay interesting yeah i <laughs> if you don't remember just earlier go i <laughs> i really didn't remember this that well and i recently like watched it and i i don't know there's something about it that just didn't click with me like watching it again at register and i went oh that's right but there's something about it that just didn't resonate with me it doesn't make much sense but yeah. i think it's really More interesting to like it hits so differently for each of us though yeah yeah i think that's huh. something that could be psychologically interesting to you know, we'll into. dig into that on episode six when we just, you know, really dive into our psyches and what worked and what didn't and why it didn't and didn't work. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think I want to talk about one of the best. You know what? Uh, you know, there are some good scenes in this. <laughs> but okay. nothing tops. Nothing tops the two whales diner. Ah. <sighs> I gotta say, so far, that Two Whales Diner is fucking swinging O for 2 this game, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot the other one was pretty bad, too. Yeah, it's just... Nobody in there seems like a person, and nobody in there addresses Max like a person. And, uh. like, what? <laughs> She's just like, mm, yeah. I'm gonna go talk to Nathan and talk to him about drugs so that he can try and give me information so I can talk to Frank about drugs and get and just like fuck this. It just, this whole scene's bad. Yeah, it was really bad. I don't think there's much more we can talk about it. I just wanted to talk about how bad it was. And the I whole mean, the dog with the bone decision. Once you get into the RV, it's a little bit better. Oh no, yeah, like totally. But yeah, I mean to be fair though, like Frank was gonna eat those beans, so yeah. that's kind of like. That's an important character point to know about Frank is he was going to eat those beans. Um, yeah, no, kind of definitely like, again, I love this game with all my heart, but fuck that scene. That's not a good yeah. scene. It's not. Though, like you said, when you get into the RV, it's cool. And like you get mm-hmm. a lot of character stuff. And there's a really cool scene in the RV, which I didn't actually recognize my first time playing through it, where like you can, if you chose to fake shoot Frank, or no, if you chose to not fake shoot Frank and he takes the gun, you can mm-hmm. find the gun in the RV and then you have another choice moment of whether uh, or not you want to give it to Chloe or if you want to leave it there because you think Chloe's more of a danger to herself, which I think is really cool that you have that option. Yeah, I didn't know that. Hmm. It's hard to find. It's, hard. it's a tough one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I just want to talk about the whole ending in general, like just just what happened from the start of uh you hiding william william's keys william, yeah. and and then um and then figuring out you know how you change time um obviously when you come to the doorstep and see chloe as the you know as the quadriplegic there's a lot of shock and surprise there but i think that this is the and I think we'll talk about this more in the next episode because I you know there's there's more interesting things to talk about when you get into greater detail yeah but there's there's a moment of realization that of your powers being not the greatest thing and kind of you being like you having to realize that very generic like age old tale about changing time mm-hmm. you know and being like oh I really fucked up the past and now the future is like terrible because I think I did a a, a good thing yeah and there is something that i think you know with max's like s- watching all these like you know watching movies and being interested in the arts and everything like that you'd think she'd see a fucking time traveling <laughs> movie before right like you'd I think mean, she'd watch an episode of doctor who or something you know <laughs> you'd have guessed at least but i don't i mean the only thing we know for sure that she likes is final fantasy the spirits within 
so I don't think there was any time <laughs> travel in that one. <laughs> so maybe she's, you know, maybe in this world, time travel doesn't, like, time travel media didn't exist. So she I didn't know. It. <laughs> I doubt it. So yeah. That's actually true. That. Miss Grant talks about The Sound of Thunder, which is, like, a really famous Bradbury time travel short story. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know. There, there's something there's something i very remember i love about remembering the whole like shock it was more so the shock of like going back in time than the shock of seeing chloe as in the wheelchair there's something really amazing about um the staring at the picture in the oh there was something about the silence that while you stared at the picture and like adjusted your thumbsticks which is kind of a okay mini game it was whatever but there's something about the silence and then just the slow like noise and just background talking you can hear and like mm-hmm. the vibration on the controller if you played on a controller and just there is something about that scene that kind of gave me the heebs like the jeebs <laughs> the heebs and the jeebs yeah no, yeah gotcha. there's something kind of like creepy about it that it hasn't really been touched on this game of like you know obviously turning back time is the supernatural but like it this game doesn't feel very supernatural um when you're playing it until you get to that moment Hmm. And I think it took me for a turn. That's really interesting. I didn't really think about it that way before. Um, I did. I felt a little bit of that. I think mostly just because when you're focusing, you hear like what's basically children's laughter, which is always fucking heebie-jeebie. But yeah, I also got very frustrated because I was playing on a mouse and keyboard, and I think that mini game does not oh, work on a mouse and keyboard. It does not. It, no, it's a definitely a controller-based mini game. It it almost yeah. has to be played on a controller, like a thousand for percent, it to, to for it to get the same effect. Thank fucking Christ for the autofocus function that comes into play if you don't solve it in like twenty seconds. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely it was shocking. I did not get the heebie-jeebies from it, but it was definitely. Like, I did not see that coming. Like, I did not see this expansion of her abilities going to, like, like take root. I, it just seemed totally, like, out of left field. And I loved it. I did. I liked that entire scene when you went back. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is, like, shit's going to get crazy when I go back. I can't wait to see what happens. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't get, like, I guess I didn't <laughs> feel as supernatural about it as you did. I, I audibly laughed when I saw David driving the bus. <laughs> like, I was I was in very much, like, you know, on the edge of my seat and being like, oh, my God. And when I just saw the bus door open and David's goofy fucking face, I'm like, ha! <laughs> Jesus. You saved that dude's marriage, like, an hour ago, and now you're laughing in his face because he's a bus driver. <laughs> yeah no no discredit to bus drivers there was just something like funny about the reveal yeah i i did i i did find that to be kind of funny the entire like i really respected how far the game went with like hey we're just gonna fucking twist shit up this isn't the game you know anymore look at all this shit look at look at what the fuck happened here look what the fuck happened there this is all not right and i kind of liked it let's get in more of that next episode oh totally totally we're gonna talk about it more I don't want to go any further with that. Um, yeah, I do what? want to. Mm-hmm. I do want to continue on here. Just have like a few more things I want to talk about. One is just like general feel. I don't know about. Um, I, I'm actually. I'm just curious how you feel. I guess. How do you think the game did like a, a good job of creating this environment of a, like a school where somebody tried to attempt suicide or if you played it differently, actually attempted? Like, did you feel that air, or did you feel like it was just artificial, I guess? Mm, I... See, it goes to personal experience. Mm -hmm. And my personal experience with it is just, like, it's just all quiet. And it's just very, like... Well, mm, see, mine wasn't an attempt. I had, like, an actual one happened and it was mm. like entirely devastating to the entire school district no one wanted to do anything um and i don't feel like i got much of that from this and i think it would not have served the story well to take that kind of route uh i think the game did what it had to do in a very appropriate manner to fit that environment in the school and like you know just the general feelings of the character but i think kate takes a good backseat 
you know what I mean? Like where it's not the game's main focus anymore, mm-hmm. but she's still important an important element to the story. And, um, you know, figuring out the further mystery of uh, Nathan and everyone else. It, it It's a, she's a good driver. And I think if we spent more time on her, like the game spent more time on her and like the environment that reflects her actions wouldn't be as interesting. So I think it's not a realistic representation but I would not have liked to seen in a realistic representation. If that hmm. kind of answers the question. No, totally. That's a, a very interesting take on it and much better than what I was expecting. I, I didn't expect you to be able to like dissect it that easily, that quickly. That was, that was actually really good. I'm impressed. Thank you. Uh, well, what the fuck? What the fuck <laughs> have I been doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. No, no. no, I no so I, what have I been doing? <laughs> No, I struggled with that question, and I was like, I'm going to have Duncan answer this first, because I don't fucking know the answer. And then you're just like, no, I'm going to fucking homer this one out of the park. Take a seat, little man. And uh, I was like, thanks, fuck man. yeah, nice job. Uh, and then um, I guess I do – I just have one more thing that I really want to talk about, and then if you have anything else, uh, we can talk about that too. And that is – No, I'm good. Um, there's a moment – about uh, uh, 40 minutes, maybe 35 minutes into the game where you break into the school and you're having trouble getting into the principal's office. And what you do is you text Warren and you say, hey, I need to make a bomb. How do I make a bomb? And then Warren's like, "Mm, here's four pictures of things you make. Mix them together. Shake it up. Boom, boom. Yeah, it'll be fun. Don't kill yourself. And fuck everything about that scene fuck everything about warren fuck everything about those text messages fuck warren and all of his fake science bullshit and his fakey fake garbage this motherfucker probably didn't even watch bill nye when he was growing up fuck warren he's a nice kid though he really is he's a super nice kid <laughs> just fuck I, that i remember that i was very upset when i read those text messages and i don't think anyone in the world was as upset as i was but i was no very dude upset. no dude there were people who were as upset as you that that, that scene was stupid it was i, I laughed at that dumbest. scene because it's stupid and i think they knew it was stupid and i think they just embraced how stupid it was of we're gonna find four ingredients in the school that makes a bomb. Like, yeah, and just... one of them's like just I don't know, sugar and a pop can, and <laughs> I don't even remember. One of them was just like fucking plant soil or something. I don't. Ew. It was really dumb. <sighs> it was like a nitrate bomb or something like that that they were trying to make. It stupid. It was really fucking stupid. Yeah, it was. It was the worst. And then Max is like, mm, "Let's light this bomb and then run behind this desk over here." Like, no. Okay, first off. That's I can pretty much guarantee that's not a bomb. Second off, I don't know why it ended up being like a fucking directed charge. And third, if you just made a bomb and you don't know how big it is, get the fuck out of the room, maybe just a little bit. But whatever. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. You're cool. Just calm down. You know what? I'm gonna ask you a question. Which was which was better or which was worse? Okay. Sonic grabbing the grabbing the uh grabbing a uh, metal plate off the airplane and you know riding it around like a surfboard or that bomb scene. So, for those of you that maybe didn't listen, that's a throwback to episode one of Follow Your Rainbow, a new series we're doing uh-huh. where we play through Sonic uh-huh. the Hedgehog episode or uh-huh. Sonic Adventure Two Battle. Um. I would say the thing about when Sonic grabs a metal chunk off the plane and uses it as what's essentially a land surfboard, which I guess typically people call skateboards, is I could believe it. There's a world in which that fucking works. There's no <laughs> yeah, instance well, it's built in, in the fantasy, world. You know what I mean? If Sonic <laughs> grabbed like sugar and like soil <laughs> to make a bomb, I, you know, maybe things would be different. <laughs> Yeah, he would do texting tail. <laughs> I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't good. belong here. It doesn't, but I love it because like it just illustrates how dumb this section of the. There's gonna be somebody who listens to this. It's like mm, I really like that, and I'm sorry if you're that person. Like I am, but you just don't know how mad I was. Yeah. Fuck Warren. Me too, man. Fuck Warren. Well, with that. I think uh I think we're all we're all on the edge of our seats 
raring to go for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Lots of mystery to be solved here with uh with quadriplegic Chloe. You know, stick around. You know, um, she, well, she doesn't have much. That's for sure. <laughs> this has been another episode of our life is strange playthrough <laughs> tune in check us out on twitter ah yes at thoughts from p1 um email us at thoughts from player one at gmail.com please send hate mail to duncan for that comment just now please send lots <laughs> of hate mail they'll never they'll only send hate mail to you they'll pause it right when you said that and go fuck alex i swear to god we're gonna get like a four page long email explaining how warren's bomb made perfect sense and i'm gonna quit doing (laughs) podcasts forever (laughs) but yeah definitely check us out on twitter uh shoot us an email um i don't have a facebook made like i said i might at the end of last episode but it's still on the docket so stay tuned for more hot tips about that one you got a question? We'll ask it. We will <laughs> show. Or discuss it, you know, and it'll be great. So just send that over to at not our not our Twitter because you're limited by the characters. Send that over to our email, and we'll um you know we'll take that shit apart. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for episode four. I'm really excited to get to this next one. Yeah, Duncan. Right, that's uh, <laughs> Duncan. You got beans in the pot. That was. That that's weak. all of them. Okay. Well, well that's, that was... that's kind of how this episode was. That's all the beans in the pot. Wow, fuck that's off pleasant. with that shit. Jesus, come on, it's man. It's pleasant. It was a pleasant. I don't have to yell. It wasn't pleasant. You. <laughs> we, we made a bomb with, like, dirt and sugar, Duncan. It wasn't well, a pleasant episode. That's all the beans on my plate, and I want to finish them. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's, that's all the beans on my plate, and I want to finish them. <laughs> See you later, guys. (laughs)